You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City on this Wednesday. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp. And Nick Schwartz, by the way, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. We are gearing up for Sunday, the AFC Championship game. Guys, we have an update on Mahomes' ankle. What percent of Mahomes' normal self do you think the Chiefs will get on Sunday? Um. Okay, so like 90% of normal Mahomes, but with 40% of the mobility? 50% of the mobility? Am I allowed to say that? I think he'll be less mobile, but he'll still be unstoppable for the most part. I mean, I just, I still, like, I know that the ankle, they're saying it's a high ankle sprain. We know that now all we're working is vaguity. We know last night he was spotted at a gym working out with a blurry photo with his guy with ankle weights on, right? So we know that he's doing stuff. We know that Andy has continuously pretty much said he's going to play. He was on the Tom Brady podcast with Jim Gray, and he got asked about it again, and he's like, what are you going to do to make sure he'll be okay? And he's like, I'll ask the offensive line to do that. Like he makes it pretty clear. He never once says, what if Mahomes doesn't play? He consistently makes it sound like he's going to. So I think you're going to get a 90, 95% Mahomes to the point that I'm not going to let that be the excuse for why they lose. Like he's hurt. He's limited. Sometimes you have to win games. Even if you're not hundred percent, that applies for every player across the board. Even if it's quarterback. I think that's a little optimistic, and I—that's I, a I, Kayla answer, Cody. That is yeah. a Kayla answer, and you're not Kayla. <laughs> I can be optimistic, though. Come on, let me be. That's where I'm thinking. But don't you think that saying 80 percent would be optimistic? 95 percent feels like unrealistic. Like you saw how that looked in real time, and yes, it can always look worse in real time than it is in actuality. But even you know, watching him the rest of the game. Even when he was being effective, when he threw the jump pass touchdown to MVS in the back of the end zone, but he gets knocked down and he basically had to be carried off the field. And I think adrenaline can carry you through those games the same way it can carry you through large portions of the game versus Cincinnati. Like he's going to come out of that tunnel and hear that stadium erupt. And even for early portions of that game, I, I don't think we're going to notice a tangible effect that that ankle injury has on his game. But as the game wears on, he maybe gets hit a few times, and he's been running on that thing for two hours, three hours. It's tough for me to imagine a 95% Mahomes. Now, maybe 80% is still good enough to win, but if we're just trying to answer this question of what, you know, how close to 100% is he going to be? I mean, that's a high ankle sprain, man. Those things can put guys out for weeks. Those are not quick recovery type injuries. And I don't have any concerns about him being able to play, but I don't feel like I'm being a pessimist by saying 80%, am I? 75, 80%? No, I don't think it's crazy. I think a lot a lot of it is, Nick, is that I... The other part of it is I don't think you're going to notice it as much because they'll protect it a little bit, and their offense is more equipped to handle a pocket Patrick Mahomes than ever before. He doesn't have to do all that. They have a million weapons to throw it to. In the second half of that game, when he's playing on that ankle, right, and he's effective, he's like 12 of 17 for 120 yards and a touchdown, no picks. 
They go on scoring drives. That's because he only suffered a single quarterback hit in the entire second half. I think they have guys that can protect it a little bit. The only times I think that you'll like actively notice it is when is what we saw in the first half of that last one, which is um, there was like a seven yards. Like that's a first down. If Mahomes can run, that's a first down and he just runs and he gets it. And instead he had to throw it. So it could still cause some problems, but I don't think that you're going to see it all the time. I just think that there's a good chance. Like I know this, this sounds like one of those things that people just say, but I honestly believe he's like a medical marvel. Like, I think he heals faster than me. He heals faster than you. He heals faster than most professional athletes. He's going to have a team of people helping him heal faster before we get to Sunday. That one day might end up making a good difference for him. The Saturday game instead of the Sunday, too. Well, and when Nick said most guys, I don't think Mahomes is most guys. As we've seen time after time after time, he is not human Yes, we saw him wobbling around on Saturday, but just the fact that he is such a competitor, I think that he's just going to be running on adrenaline. If he's in pain, I don't know that if it's, it's even going to show. Will he be 100%? Obviously not. But I feel very confident in him going out there and putting on a show on Sunday still, even it's being weird. down an ankle. It's weird because when you say he's not human, like my instinct is to say, well, come on, this is football. He's a quarterback. These guys get hit. They all get injured. Like every, every great quarterback has suffered some sort of season-ending injury. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. The list is extensive, and it includes everyone ever. And Mahomes hasn't had that yet, even though there, were, there have been a couple scares along the way, right? There have been a couple times... I mean, go back to the Broncos game where his kneecap is on the side of his leg and you say, okay, well, might be out for a while. Would he come back three weeks later? <laughs> yep. He had, a, he had an ankle sprain, which Andy Reid said yesterday, back in 2019, first week of the season, he said he had an ankle sprain. That was worse than this one. And he came out the, the next week against the Raiders and threw for four touchdowns. So even though you say he's not human and I'm kind of like, well, come on. He's he's he can bleed just like everyone else. There's part of me that says, okay, maybe there is something weird about him. And I don't know what it is. Like I, I don't know if it's just genetics and he was blessed with mobility or flexibility. Yes. That guys don't have seriously. <laughs> that's what you think it is. Uh, that's what his trainer says it is. Look, I'm not going to say he he called him the most flexible person, the most flexible athlete he has ever worked with in his training career. Now, look, I don't know what. Is it what does that mean? The tops or whatever the hell that yeah, means. Does that mean like he can pull his his like foot behind his head? Is that does he do yoga? Pro prioceptors are boundary set our tissue extensibility and activity affect joint mobility and stability in movement. He both trains for and has an exceptional ability to do so. Look, I know that people were joking when they said Brett Favre's ligament stretch further, but I do think that you can train to be better equipped for this, and for whatever reason. His just genetic ability slash desire to train his body to do that has given him this ability. Nick, you're right. There might still be some massive injury in Mahomes' career that gets him, but this isn't the one. That ankle injury, you're not even telling the whole story. So it's it was bad, and he said it was worse than the other one. Then he re-aggravated when it got stomped on in a game in week five, in which he still didn't leave the game and played week six. So it's like it never even stopped him from playing. Like it's, it's like, I, he's going to play in this game. I think that that seems fairly obvious. Like at this point, we'd all be stunned, right? 
I keep wondering why that that line movement keeps going because like I I feel like Mahomes is playing. I'm with Cody. I'm giving it like a 90% and I'm factoring in that adrenaline's going to make up the 10%. We saw a high ankle sprain in one of the Sunday games and the guy got carted off the field. Mahomes goes back into the game and plays. Real quickly, the high ankle sprain, that's the same injury that Mac Jones died from. You remember on the field? Like, I think he might have died. Based on the way he could, got carried off. His arms are back like this. And you're like, oh, my God, did Mac Jones break every bone in his body? No, it was a high ankle sprain. Mahomes just played the rest of the game like a normal person. Warrior. Oh, no, Warrior. No, 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 no. Not like a normal person. Yeah, sorry. Someone even tweeted, is Hurt Mahomes still better than most regular QBs? And the answer is yes. Obviously. That's an easy one. Obviously. Well, follow up to that, you guys. What do you think the Bengals defense will do to try to exploit that ankle injury? Um, well, the early part is I think they'll blitz a lot. I think they're going to try to get some hits on that thing. Like, I know that sounds dirty, but the game's the game. And if I were them, I'd be trying to get some hits on the quarterback. Even if it costs us a little bit early, I'm like, eh, find out how good that thing really feels. But most importantly, I think they'll dare him to run. I think that they will give him the pass, the the running lanes that other teams avoid or try to avoid giving him because he's so damn dangerous on his legs and they won't care. They'll just give it up. They'll give him every opportunity to say, go for it. Run a couple more feet. See where that gets you. Those two things are the things that I think stand out the most. They'll back up. They'll only blitz four. They'll give him all the time in the pocket to work because they'll, they'll assume in the early going that if in those spots where he would normally run, he can't. They'll try to tempt him into it just to see where the leg is. Yeah, I think that's just it. I think that's why the blitz is important. Even if you don't get home or even if you give up a few plays in the passing game, that's a risk you have to take if you're the Bengals, knowing that he might be a hit or two away from either being out of the game or really impacting his ability to make plays downfield. But that's the big part, Cody, is get him out. Make him run. But I think the Chiefs, and Andy Reid talked about this on Monday when somebody asked him at his press conference, how do you game plan for all of the different things that the Bengals might try to do against you guys defensively, knowing that Mahomes is injured now? And he said, you can't chase like four or five different potential strategies. Like you have to go into the game plan saying like, this is how we hope to play. If it doesn't work out this way, then we'll adjust on the fly. But you can't go in with plan A, B, C, D, E. That's just impossible. It's unrealistic. Sure. I would imagine what plan A is going to be is get the ball out quickly. Like they are going to expect the Bengals because that's what the Jaguars did too. Once Mahomes came back into that game, the Jags were blitzing a ton and those were some of the bigger plays for the Chiefs passing game. But I'd imagine that's going to be the MO is we know that Mahomes is still Mahomes and he can do incredible things. But the reality is if he's less than 100% and he doesn't have that mobility, then we need to create a game plan that revolves around that fact which to me would be quick passing game, right? The underneath stuff that the Chiefs have been really good about, whether it's Jarek McKinnon, Travis Kelsey, Juju, Kadarius Toney, that is where I think the Chiefs kind of start their offensive strategy. And then if things happen to play out differently, you, you sort of adjust on the fly. If you got to make quick passes, it's nice to be the team in the NFL that's number one in yards after catch. I mean, like it, that helps. Like, if you got to go to the quick passing, like before, if you'd asked me last year, hey, can the Chiefs go four quarters of operating a quick passing game? I'd be like, that sounds like a bad idea, if we're being honest. Even someone ran the stats. The average time to throw, Mahomes dropped by three quarters of a second after the injury. The average time he ran went way down. The yardage went way right. Obviously, he was limited by that, but they were still effective. 
They scored as many points in the second half as they did the first. It's the same thing, right? It's, I think that they're equipped better. I think that like the, the Bengals plan is a good one, Nick, but I'm not sure totally that it'll work because they can still, they can play a different way is, which is nice. Well, guys, we're going to move on. The Bengals are starting the trash talk early. We heard Burrowhead on Saturday. Do you think the Chiefs will participate in the trash talk this week? And yes, in case you missed it, Mike Hilton was recorded following their Bills win saying, we'll see y'all at Burrowhead. Oh, no, you didn't. Those are fighting words. And I hope this is being played in every Chiefs team meeting all week long. Fuel that fire. Oh, I guarantee it is. Look, I I agree with the general sentiment that is the Bengals have beaten you three times. They're allowed to talk shit. They've been the Chiefs in Arrowhead once, and you think you can rename it? You have zero Super Bowl titles. Shut the fuck up. I'm dead serious. It's enough. That's enough talking. It doesn't, you can talk some trash, but we're done here. Like, you don't get to just rename everything and start this whole thing. This team talks more trash than anyone. No, I don't think the Chiefs are going to join in the trash talk. I think the last, last time they tried to get mixed up in a little bit, Justin Reed got a very firm talking to from Andy Reed. And I think that that probably shuts this down. Plus, I think the Chiefs want to be the quiet assassins. I think what's happened here, and the Bengals have earned a certain degree of right to talk trash. I'm not saying because they've beaten the Chiefs, because they've had their number, all those things. But when you get to the game, the Chiefs are looking forward to the most. The idea that if this game is over, the Chiefs, a team who trash talks so little, is going to bury them in it. Frank Clark on the field after is going to be incredible. Chris Jones after is going to be incredible. Patrick Mahomes is going to make some cryptic cryptic comment we know means something. It's going to be incredible. It's It might be the thing I want the Chiefs to win the game. Like, obviously, I want them to win the Super Bowl and get a title. But I want the win, and I want that immediate reaction of, we're going to say all these things to these players. Because I don't think we're going to get it during the week, unfortunately. Yeah, that's just it. Because that's what they like to do. Specifically... Mahomes and Kelsey have been really great about this, about not engaging in it leading up to the game. It doesn't matter regular season, postseason. Whenever there's somebody on the other side who's talking smack, they'll always wait till after the game. And if they get asked about it at the press conference or on the field, yeah. they've got a, they've got an answer prepared. They're not they're not winging that. They're waiting for their moment, and that's sort of the beautiful thing. And that's why I think Chiefs fans are starting to get fed up with the Bengals. It's it's not because necessarily the Bengals aren't allowed to do that. It's because it's never been the way that the Chiefs have operated under Andy Reid. I don't know if the Bengals are any more smug or arrogant or cocky than any other team. It's just that they've been winning. They say it. They've been having unprecedented success against you, and they're yeah. doing things that your organization, and at least in this current era of this organization, has never done. Like, Mahomes doesn't you know, take shots before games. I think some of it, Nick, might be that they haven't lost yet. And yeah. I know you're like, but they lost the Super Bowl. And you're like, not really. They've only had two years as the roster is currently constructed where like it was a healthy Burrow. It was Jamar Chase. It's everyone together. And they haven't really the same way Mahomes now talks like Mahomes talks introspectively about this. Now he'll say, "Nah, I probably would have appreciated that Super Bowl win and that MVP a lot differently now than I did then. Then I just thought that's what you do. That's what you do, right? You just go to every AFC title game. You just go to every Super Bowl. That's how Cincinnati's feeling right now. They're outwardly saying it, but that is how they're feeling. They're feeling like we can, we just do this every year. We got Joe Burrow. We go to the, we go to the AFC title game every year. I'm like, the Chiefs have been there five years in a row. And even they don't talk about going to the AFC title game 
with that amount of confidence. And I think it's because they've suffered, unfortunately, a couple of AFC title game losses and a Super Bowl loss. So they know, they know that feeling. And I think Cincinnati was just riding on free money last year and they've won every game since Halloween this year. So they feel like they're an unstoppable juggernaut. Cody, you know I'm a big sample size guy. And so usually I use it to try and argue against you. I'm actually going to use it to help support <laughs> in this regard because you know every team uses different identity. And the Chiefs' identity is sort of just quiet, head, na- head down, nose to the grindstone, go about your business, don't attract a lot of attention to yourself. The Bengals have taken the opposite approach. And Zach Taylor's yeah. chief amongst it. He was at the press conference after the game on Sunday talking about how he's, you know, sarcastically, I'm so sorry that our players keep ruining everyone's plans. I know that's just so tough for everybody who made travel plans. Like, he is sort of in on this yeah. identity. And if even if you don't like it, you have to give them – It's work. it works for them. For whatever reason, this whole us against the world, everybody doubts us, nobody loves us, that has worked to their benefit. So I'm not really criticizing it. The problem is, like you said, Cody, they've only beaten the Chiefs once at Arrowhead, and they've only beaten the Chiefs three times. And I know it seems like a lot for Chiefs fans to lose to the same team three times in what is effectively a calendar year, but three games is such a small sample size. And I'm sorry, it is not reliable information on who the better team is. It's not, especially when you look at how those games have sort of panned out. Like all very close, in two of them, the Chiefs blew double-digit leads, and all three of them, they blew leads in the second half. Three game sample size is not enough over a 12 month period, a 13 month period is not even close to enough to determine like, okay, this team is definitively better than the other team. And that's why I would be a little weary if I'm the Bengals just thinking that, nope, it's obvious we are the better team. Doesn't often work out like that because there are, I mean, Peyton Manning went three and two against Tom Brady in the playoffs, in the games that we always say matter the most. Nobody would ever confuse Peyton Manning for being a better postseason quarterback than Tom Brady or the Colts being a better postseason team than the Patriots because five games, three games, none of it matters. Those are not indicative of who the better teams are. I'd be careful about saying all this when you have to come to Arrowhead and play in a place that you've only won one time. I love it. Run your mouth. As long as the Chiefs don't say a word, shut them up on the field. That's all I care about. And I love it when the other team is in this position, and then we show up on Sunday Mahomes embarrass them. famously likes to exploit these things, like counting to 10 and saying, st- like he in particularly is regularly motivated by this notion. And then on top of it all week, he's going to have to hear about how he can't be regular Patrick Mahomes with the ankle. He's going to be at like level 10 of Mahomes' encouragement to play even better. And I can't wait for it. I mean, look what the Raiders did, and we haven't let them forget it. True. They've beaten them every single time since they took that victory lap. (laughs) We love sweet revenge. (laughs) By the way, I know people are always like, hey, you know, the Chiefs talk trash about the Raiders. I'm like, yeah, the little brother stuff. They're not even in the playoffs. They're allowed to talk trash about them. They beat them every year. Like the Bengals, you're right, Nick. It's a little bit of a small sample size. They own them. They get a certain degree of it. There's no doubt. feels like they're taking it to a slightly higher level.